Welcome back to Knowledge Drop. My name is Derek. My name's Hayden. And I'm Josh. Hey, it's all three of us. It's so fun and different. Finally got the gang together. <laughs> yeah, had to happen eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. And we also have to note that this is uh, Hayden's first episode as a college graduate. Uh, congratulations, Hayden. Mm. I can hear the applause yeah. you know, worldwide <laughs> as this goes out. I feel it. Yeah, 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 totally. So uneventful, you know? It's like well, yeah. you work for so long and then when you, especially graduating in the summer, it's like, yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, it, it definitely isn't as much fun when you're the, like, it's summer, there's no walk ceremony, yeah. and then you're also... Like there's no one to. It just feels. It still feels like I'm on a break. Yes. Like, like yeah, before yeah. the next semester starts. Yeah, and it's like you had no friends that graduated with you. You have nobody to go out and party and hit the bars with. Because <laughs> I know that's what you do. So. Thanks, Josh. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Josh's like you have nobody. <laughs> you... No, but it's it's true. I mean, you finish and it's just like. But now the next semester is starting for. Yeah, you know, for you, Josh, and for for even guys, um, some younger guys I know from work, they're like, "Oh yeah, classes just started on Monday." I'm like, "That blows." My <laughs> now I get to just point and laugh. It's like, well, I don't know. It just feels surreal. I'm just enjoying like more family time and yeah, more time to, you know, just relax and 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 live life yep. for once. <laughs> no, it, and it's kind of funny. We all have different situations. So Josh and I graduated together, but he continued school and I didn't. And then you just finished school and you're not continuing. Yeah. And so like for me, <laughs> the last, you know, eight months I've, I've just been working and it's got its ups and downs. Like it was definitely nice having a bunch of peers that we could just hang out and do homework like basically all day sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And for me, this is going to be the first semester where I probably don't have any friends in almost any of my classes. So, oh, so the network's mm-hmm. broken down. Yeah, it's it's. I used to love to do stuff by myself, and then Derek hit me up sophomore <laughs> year, cha- changed everything. I became so dependent on other people, and now I'm thrown back out in the wild by myself. Well, you've yeah. got a big enough brain for it. I think you'll uh, you'll you'll jump right back in. Well, yeah, we'll see. Time to make some new friends, man. That's what I keep telling no. people. Why? See, why would you actually talk to people with intention, right? <laughs> Even if you like wanted to just make friends for just the semester, because I uh, my last semester I had a machine learning class, and a lot of our group enrolled with it, enrolled with me in that class, and then the night before classes started, they all dropped and went to I think it was the class that you and David took of uh, what was an analysis coding class or something. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to be a better convincer, man. And our class, to be fair, turned out to be way easier. So, mm. yeah, mine would have been way easier with the group too. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, you high and dry, man. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm not bitter about it at all. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's jump let's jump in. Hayden's got our fun fact today. All right, guys. So. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's mildly fun, I would mildly say. Mildly fun, okay. Level of fun, mild. Um, <laughs> but, you know, cargo ships, they take those yeah. huge shipping containers all over the world. Yep. yep. Pretty much uh, like how the world survives. Yeah. Um, so much of what we have comes through cargo ships, right? And uh, there's, a, there's 
a lot of problems with them because they pollute a mm-hmm. lot because the type of fuel that they use is like there's there's like grades of of petroleum right yeah and it, and, and it goes down and down and down so like there's higher end for like rocket ships and like uh high-end cars and then there's like regular cars and it breaks all the way down and like the crappiest oil that there is <laughs> that's left after everything is what the cargo ships use so they're basically running crude oil <laughs> yeah it's horrible um but they and i'm a big fan of like simple solutions mm-hmm. um i love it when when somebody can have a simple idea that um makes a huge impact right yeah. So you have these huge cargo ships and and somebody decided like, hey, why don't we just put a uh, put a sail on the front of it and it'll pull the ship along. So literally they okay. just they they have started doing this recently where they get they tether a huge sail like you would see like a like, like someone going par- parasailing. Yeah. 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 Um, to the front of the ship and it's like a. It's like 15 meters wide, right? It's like yeah. this huge. I, I want to say I saw something like this on uh, on Nebula. Um, they've got a lot of cool documentaries, and I I didn't watch it, but <laughs> I saw the picture of, of I think what you're describing. And basically, all it all it does is just the wind pulls the ship along, right? It goes up like yeah. 600 feet. Yeah. And wow. um, you know, with the with the headwind that that's coming along, it saves or a like, tailwind tailwind yeah thank you it saves like 20 percent oh wow Whoa. of fuel that's um, huge and it's just one just yeah, one yeah. of them having it at the front there and so they can actually like power down and coast a lot more mm-hmm. and like it's surprising how much that thing will will pull um is there like a size limit or are they still kind of experimenting because i'm assuming you can that's just what put, i always think i was like put more on there and so you know yeah put like 10 up there <laughs> you then know, you're coasting just, for free well, I mean, you're not going to get all the wind if you put 10. Your first one's going to get a lot and then yeah. less and less, right? Well, I mean, but these ships are massive, right? Just just space them out. Like, I mean, same thing, though. If just with like windmills, too, yeah. you can't stack them right behind each other because you don't want to hit that turbulence and the okay. wakes actually go mm. pretty far. So that's why optimal is to have some sense. stagger. But could you okay. have one at like 600 feet, one at 800 feet? Something like that, well, like stagger them. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure catch different levels of wind, right? But then why not just have a massive one that goes from 1,200 feet down to the deck? Uh, it it might be an issue of like how do you uh, bring that in and take it out? Like yeah. one singular sail that's massive. Anyway, that we're jumping into yeah. some tangent town stuff here, but, but yeah, that's just <laughs> it's simple, right? No, it's yeah, I love kite. that. Yeah, it's 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 a kite that someone just strapped onto the front of the the cargo ship and it saves 20 percent on gas so you know i like to look out for things like that you know we should be looking in engineering especially it's not always the complex solution that's the mm-hmm. best solution right yeah you need to look for the simplest solution and oftentimes they're the most cost effective too yeah so good point all right okay you guys ready for the meat the meat. Uh, so we, we've actually been talking about this episode um, for a couple of months. We were kind of just waiting for Hayden to graduate so we can, you know, all come together and, and tell you guys uh, kind of what's what's happening with the podcast for uh, the future. And uh, 
uh, Hayden and I actually did an episode on ultra learning a couple weeks ago, and Josh listened to it, and he was uh, he felt a little left out, and he had he had some thoughts he wanted to share. So we we're gonna. Um, talk about that a little bit. Everything is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was like, uh, I I really disagree with everything you said, and I need to uh, I need to voice that on the podcast. But uh, there ahead, were also Josh. there were also <laughs> some things I want to uh, talk about again because we um, hang on, I'm trying to pull up my notes. I just wanted to talk about a little bit more about the ultra learning because we talked about kind of our experiences. And then, or Hayden and I's experience with, with learning and then this like ultra learning idea, um, that I've kind of undertaken. And so, um, one of the things that I wanted to share, um, that we didn't really get to, which is fine. Um, it's, so Scott, he goes, he takes you through this, this process called the, the roadmap, right? And, um, there's a lot of different there's nine steps to it and all of this roadmap is to help you accomplish your project your ultra learning project Mm -hmm. and so there's no template for this which to me i found very annoying but i understand why there's not a template um so i'm just gonna rant i'm just gonna go through all the steps and then i'll talk about a couple of them so the first one's called meta learning so like how how do you learn um learning about learning yeah learning about learning how do you are you like a you can watch videos all day or you have to read a book or do you have to like just do a butt ton of pro- uh, practice problems? Um, how do you focus? Like, mm. do you need to be in a coffee shop to kind of have that like energy with other people? Um, and then the next one is learn by doing. He mm. really, really focuses on learn by doing. Yep. Um, number four is something you do constantly throughout your project is you attack your weakest point. So for example, for me, it's a long-term memorization. So uh, why do I forget those things and yep. how do I overcome that? And that's not something special to me that everyone has their own weaknesses in the learning uh, process. Number five is to test yourself, which I thought was interesting because everyone hates tests, but I, in the midst of my project, I found it very interesting that because I, this is something I've wanted to do and yep. I, I'm excited about it. I don't mind doing the test. Like it's more of a challenge to me than a test. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's reasons people hate tests, but I don't think everybody hates tests. <laughs> well, a big thing about tests is that there's these weighty consequences hanging over your head, right? Yes. But if you could make your own test, you know, just to see gauge where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, that could be fun because there's not a lot of there's not a huge consequence and then you know where to go from there exactly yeah there's so much doom and gloom Mm -hmm. over it everything rides on this one performance and for heck you couldn't even care less about it yeah the the thing i think i like the most is so after the test i go through and i don't get 100 percent. i'll just be honest with you guys and uh i like that i have enough time in between that test and the next lesson that i have planned for myself that i can go back and look at all the questions I got wrong and like dive into them of like why I didn't get them right or why I didn't understand that concept enough to be able to recall that. Yep. Um, Cause in school it's boom, 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 boom. You just get hammered with material and subjects and all kinds of stuff. Um, the number six, this one's tough because 
you it's uh, it's all about feedback you need to get feedback from someone who already knows it so for mm-hmm. a language it's easy because you can just go talk to someone who knows the language you're trying to learn yeah um but if i'm trying to learn piano like how how do you get feedback without like hiring a teacher or or getting someone who knows piano really well to come and observe you and like it it, it just gets more challenging and mm-hmm. um luckily at work i have a few different people who know code that they can kind of be like, Hey Derek, you're being dummy. You need to do it this way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, and those people can jump in and be like, look, you're doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's your life's going to suck doing it that way. So here's the best way. You know, yeah. those people can give you the shortcuts early on and be like, this is the way the pros do it. Well, and I, that's exactly right. It doesn't seem like a shortcut because what they're te- what they're telling me is it's going to take me a lot longer to accomplish that task that I'm currently doing, but that that way in the long term is the actual process that you should be doing things yeah. regularly. Yeah, you're saving time down the road. Yes, not having to go back and debug. Yeah, so it's a shortcut for future Derek, not a it, shortcut for current Derek, present Derek. And having mentors in anything, but especially learning a skill, will help you immensely because hindsight is always 2020 yeah and they've already yeah. been there so <laughs> yeah. so they, they've already been through your struggle right and so yeah. they can get you a lot quicker from a to b and so if you you don't waste the same time they did but mm-hmm. you're way fast from a to b then you can go from b to c c to d way faster right it's yep you're able to progress so much more well and i i can't remember if you and i talked about this hayden but we talked about how like learning uh like in a professional like academia the way it originally started was there were these like genius people, Plato, Aristotle, and they only had like a small group of people and he worked with them individually Mm -hmm. to develop them where they were. And we've really fallen away from that. And I, that's something I'm like, that's, that's huge. I think that's really, really important. Um, Small class sizes is one thing that people look forward for going to college. And I think that's, it's like a very telling thing for the quality of education you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, right now it's boiled down to like a slideshow in front of 200 kids, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. It's like there there were a number of classes. You guys are absorbing like this cuz yeah. this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean not even until you're like maybe your senior level classes, but even for me really my senior classes were still big. It was more the graduate level classes where yep. the sizes got smaller, but I don't know, I still didn't really feel the need to to connect anyways cuz I, I more of an introvert, I guess, would rather not. Well, yeah. and you're already so, it's ingrained in you already. Like, I have, you have a way of doing it already. Mm-hmm. Right? That's fair. Like, you have your own habits. You know what to expect every semester. You have, you know, so it's not going to change overnight. Yeah, we we talked about, um, if you remember, Josh, I had a teacher in, in high school. She was retired and they brought her out of retirement. And she taught two classes back to back for me that that whole year. And she, like, picked up very quickly that I was just kind of checking the box for school. And so this isn't the right wording, but she kind of picked on me. And, like, she pushed me to to have uh, more effort into my schoolwork Mm -hmm. because she knew I had that 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 capability. Yeah, for sure. Um, And that's kind of what happens when you start to connect with your teacher of, like, they like, well, wow, this kid, he knows it. He's getting it. Maybe I should give him something more. That kind of thing, which is really helpful. And um, rare now. And rare, yeah. yeah especially that doesn't happen. And we we are, 
we hate sorry i keep saying we hayden and i we went to community college we did experience smaller class sizes josh did you have smaller class sizes at all like did you go anywhere else other than asu no i mean i had some like ap classes in high school that felt small yeah but that'd yeah. probably be the closest thing i could relate to it okay um so i've gone to th- uh four different colleges oh and yeah one of them was on a military base in kansas and it was specifically, it was free. It was awesome. Um, but it was primarily geared for um, dependents of soldiers and their spouses. Mm. And so I, it was kind of funny. I was just out of high school and I was in a class of maybe 10. And nine, like 90% of them were female moms and like okay. were trying to get back into school. <laughs> cool. Um, but it was, it was very interesting because... Anytime we would get homework, like he was like our history teacher, for example, he's like, okay, I want a five page paper on this topic in two weeks. The class would just go bananas. Like that is way too much. Oh my gosh. How am I going to have time for that? And (laughs) I was like, and just for context, I had to, I walked to school because it was a military base. It was pretty, pretty cool. And I wrote my paper on my phone, on my walks to school. Like nice. that's how, that's how like low key it became. Cause they, there was such uproar that he would lower the standards of the paper. So instead of five pages on one topic, it was one page on five topics <laughs> <laughs> or, or sorry, one, one page per topic. And he, there were five topics. And so it was like very interesting. So I was, but the nowadays he, I'd just be like, chat GPT, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, well, for a boring well, essay that you don't care anything yeah, about, it's well, like I have some thoughts on that, but we'll we'll get we'll jump into that because he he mentions the ChatGPT stuff. Um, so anyway, that was the feedback part number seven, or sorry, did you have no? Okay, uh, number seven, improve your memory, um, which kind of goes back into the attack your weakest point for me at least. Um, re- retention is is another big one because a lot of people. Aiden and I talked about it's you learn the entire semester and then you just brain dump it and start over the next semester. For sure. Um, number eight, develop intuition, which is an interesting concept, meaning you understand the material enough to where you can see problems or you can see roadblocks before you get to them and you're able to kind of steer around them. That's um, a deep understanding yeah so in my case there i'm i'm starting to get to a point in my i am about to complete my six weeks of python training um and it this is just the coursera version course that i decide to take i'm going to push beyond the six weeks but i can start to see i when i have the homework or the test problems that they give you um i can start to see myself think of like oh yeah, I'm going to have to structure it like this and a function would do well here. And if I call it here, then it can like, I'm starting to get that, that, uh, intuition of how to solve a specific problem. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, like Hayden said, super deep understanding of even just start to recognize where you need that stuff. And that reminds me of language learning too. When you start to, you start to anticipate like in a conversation, you can guess, even though you're not totally sure you could guess at a word or guess at a phrase um, and get it right a lot of the times. I don't know if you understand what I'm No, I don't. I, you don't? I'm, I'm monolingual. Really? 
I, well, I only speak English. Well, like, oh, thought, almost, almost like oh, when you're yeah. reading, though, like reading, and you you have a word that you don't know in a, in a book or a novel, especially oh, when you were younger. Like context, like yeah, in, in a sense, context clues. Okay, but right, okay. you you understand the language well. You understand the story, okay. so you have an intuition of what that word should mean, gotcha. even though you have no idea okay. really what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, like, I understand that. Like Spanish, you understand that you have to conjugate verbs. So there's a lot of verbs <laughs> that exist. And you might be in a conversation where you're like, I don't really, I'm not totally sure how to say this verb in uh-huh. the past informally, uh-huh. but I could sure take a shot. And so you just like, yeah, so throw it's it almost out there. like you, because like, you know, oh, it's not that, it's this. And yeah. someone will correct you really quick and just be like, oh, yeah, you're close. You're but. like relying on your knowledge of other informal words and other past tense and future tense words. And so you kind of just kind of, I yeah, think that's something like this. Context, there's patterns you know, to it like as you're well. Saying. Yeah, okay. And you understand that, like, a lot of times, if it's a if a word ends in t i o n in English, like generation, in a, in Spanish it ends in c i o n. So you can make guesses like that. Oh, okay. If you're like the word in my mind ends in a t i o n, then I'll put a siong at the end of it and see if it works. <laughs> but that's funny. Um. Yeah, one of my ultra learning projects is to learn a language. So uh, hopefully, I get to that point. But we'll see. Learn Spanish. Spanish is good. I I know a little oh. bit from high school. I but it's it's the most <laughs> practical and useful, right? It's the um, one you'll get the most natural exposure to. Yeah, especially here. That's that's a fair point. It's just I don't know if I have a lot of drive to do that because oh. I ever since I was a little kid, I've wanted to learn Russian. <laughs> And I've always wanted to go to Russia. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's kind of a, not a great, yeah, time. not a great time. You know where to you do can that. go, Mexico. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how the the Russian. Why Russia? Why Russian? I. They're always the bad guys in everything. No, but they're. I've always like come across their culture and come across their language, and it just it felt so cool to me. Like, yeah, I know they're the bad guys. They don't glorify bad guys, but the. I don't know. I just I liked the the Cyrillic alphabet. Like I just think that's cool. Um, yeah. Learn. Uh, um, well, so Hungarian. Here, Hungarian. No, that sounds harder. <laughs> There's this YouTuber that I follow that moved to Bulgaria randomly and learned a language. Well, yeah, that's what uh, Scott Scott Young did. He he and a friend did a year without English and they learned four languages. So they did. They went from America to. Um, Spain, and then they went to Portugal, and then China, and then Korea, and they didn't speak English. Going from Portugal, because you go to Spain first, you're learning Spanish, yeah. and then you go to Portugal, you're learning Portuguese. It's yep. pretty similar. Yes, and then you go to China, totally it's different. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, that's a restart right there. Yeah, um, and so the other, I don't feel bad about picking two languages in one. He tells you not to do that, but I don't feel bad about doing this. Wait, what do you mean? I'm going to do two languages at once. At once? So what's your other language? Sign language. Well, okay. that's why well, that's, yeah. that's why I don't feel bad. Yeah, that's, that's so different. I, I had some experiences with um, someone who was deaf while I was in Ghana and a few experiences since I got home of, of people who are deaf and they sign. And the experience of like, just being able to sign like the one or two signs that I know just instantaneous, like just lights up their face. Like I, 
it, it impacted me so much that I'm like, I, I've got to learn this. I've got to be able to, to use this more and talk to people or communicate with people like this. Like Man, imagine it, being so isolated that like you can't even like music, you can't even hear music. Like mm-hmm. you've got to be able to connect with people. So it is so freaking cool to watch people I and know. especially to watch like a group of people yeah. having a group conversation and sign it's the trippiest experience ever. Yeah. And the fact that everyone just understands each other, mm-hmm. it's wild. I, I like the nonverbal part. So like, I, I don't know why, but I just imagine when you're a kid and you and other kids know other languages, they always like talk to each other like it's some secret language, like they can communicate in secret yeah. in front of everyone. For me, sign language is kind of like that too, of like I can communicate with someone without saying anything in a room full of people that are watching me and they are like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I would definitely prioritize that. You seem a lot more excited about it than, than Russian and it's and it'd be more useful. <laughs> Russian. Yeah. You're probably right, one Derek. of the only people on planet Earth that's tried to learn what? sign language and Russian at the same oh. time. <laughs> you like yeah. make this weird sign, you're like, Oh sorry. Russian. My Russian <laughs> Yeah. My Russian brain is yeah. getting in there. Um so the the last part of the roadmap is uh experimentation. Um, a lot of this works really well with coding. And I think this is almost kind of what you were talking about with your, with languages is you start to just play around with, with whatever you're, you're working with, with code. A lot of times what they tell you, or at least what I was reading is write, like handwrite code and play around with it and try and follow the loops and stuff like that handwritten Mm. and like with a table so you can follow the inputs and outputs. Mm. That's been huge. But now I'm I'm more on the computer. I still handwrite some stuff, but I do a lot on the computer now. But now when I get sample code from Coursera, I'll like, what if I change this around? Or, you know, would it still work if I took this away and added this over here? Or, you know, like it, using other concepts that I've learned from the courses to just reinforce whatever I'm, I'm experimenting with that moment. Yeah, no, it... Especially for coding. I mean, I generally, I like to write things down, do something out on paper, make yeah. more sense to me. But for, for coding, it was such a logic block for me for such a long time. I had I had to write all my for loops out so I knew when I was jumping between, mm-hmm. especially when I started stacking for loops. Yeah, dude, I those got, nested loops are nasty. Yeah. Um, the one that's like really hanging me up right now, just, just for you guys' uh, fun knowledge, uh, system architecture. Couldn't so even tell you. I will... The, one of my main projects that I do when I'm bored of my classes is I'm building a number guessing game. So, you know, it randomly generates a number. You give it the numbers that you want it to go between. And then you start, you have a certain number of guesses. But it needs to have a GUI, like a graphical user interface mm-hmm. that you can just plug the numbers in. The hard part is, and this is the system architecture, the GUI is not supposed to have any information in it other than what is going to be displayed. The problem is I have to put information into the GUI as a user. Now, right. there's a GUI file, and then there's called a controller file. File. Um, the controller file has all the logic of the game in it, and it is supposed to like grab information from the GUI, but the controller has to initiate the GUI. And so now I'm like, wait, so the controller has to run, start the GUI, but then the GUI has to not have any information in it, but the the controller has to 
ask the GUI for the information that the user inputs. And then when they hit the button, it starts the game. And it's, and that's just a simple, like, I'll show you guys later. It, it's like the most bare bones, dinky little thing ever, but it's, it's so hard. And this is like me doing it the right way, trying to do it the right way. I like mechanical things. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I like metal. I, yeah, I like uh, you know the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. I, Hardware. Well, I mean, I got my degree in mechanical engineering, so obviously I love mechanical things. I just I have a desire to build things that need software in them, and so now I'm like, man, if I want to build a robot or I want to build a a pool table stick that shoots itself, like uh, stuff made here, then I've got to know some code. And I don't know if you guys have tried to look at some of the code he writes, but it's, it's, uh, thick and that's with three C's. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of my end goal is something like a stuff made here project is something I'd like to do. That's awesome. So anyway, that's, that's the whole road, the roadmap for ultra learning. Um, and kind of my, my small updates with, uh, with my current project, I'm going to run it till the end of this year because there's like a lot of, so the course I'm taking right now is just kind of Python basics and they'll kind of like dip your toe in a lot of different things, data science, APIs, machine learning. Um, but me, I'm like, no, I'll take the basics and then I'll take the, the data science class that I've, I've built myself and then the API course and like projects all along the way. So it'll be an, an interesting uh, journey. Yeah, you'll have to show us, you know, your projects as you go along. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I uh, I have a blog. I haven't told anyone about it, but I have a blog that I'm <laughs> like trying. And this is circling back to the point about writing your essays on ChatGPT. Uh, I've noticed that I am not a super great writer, and I want to be better at it to write scripts and you know video production creative writing, things like that. So I, all the journeys are going to be on this blog and I'm using the blog as kind of a background ultra learning process of getting better at writing because everyone tells me the only way to be better at writing is to write a lot and to read a lot. And yeah, so that's, that's true. That's kind of what I'm trying to do with the blog. And so we'll see. What is it? Come on, drop the link. <laughs> yeah, come on, shout <laughs> it out. I'll drop the link. It's called a uh, mechanical polymath. Ooh. And a, a polymath is someone who has, it's like a jack of all trades, but it's a word. So a polymath is just someone who has a lot of skills. There you go. Some Greek roots in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop the link. I'll let you guys, because uh, all, all the notes I've ever taken, all the homework assignments, all that I have documented and like all my notes and things that I'm learning and trying to implement. Um, I wish I had someone that I could like verbalize, like Feynman technique it too, but maybe next time. Hmm. Um, but anyway, ChatGPT, it is a huge resource for me, not because I can be like, hey, ChatGPT, I need something that does this loop and, you know, it needs to be in Python. But one of my biggest hangups in the last couple of weeks is classes. Like it's a concept inside of Python of classes and why are they needed over a function? And I can go to Python instead of watching some video where it's like an hour long about classes and it takes, you know, five minutes to explain it, I can go to ChatGPT and read and ask questions of like, but why wouldn't I use a function here instead of a class? And why is a class, you know, yada, yada, yada. 
Wow. That's that's way more helpful to me as a learner than it is just to, hey, ChatGPT, can you write a class that does these things? And then at the end of the day, if I do ask ChatGPT for code, and I like if I don't know code, and I'm just like, hey, ChatGPT will just write it for me. At the end of the day, now I can look at the code ChatGPT is giving me, and I'm like, you know what? I I know what they're trying to do, but there's a better way to do this, or or it's just wrong, and it like they they're accomplishing what I'm asking for, but it's not a sustainable solution because a lot of software it has to be scalable. You it it yeah. might work for you doing your homework, but yep. if you're trying to build an app, it's not going to work when there's thousands of people pinging this for loop that takes a thousand seconds to go through, you know? Yeah. So it gives you a starting point. I feel like that's always what it's been. You know, I've never been able to trust chat GPT like a hundred percent just copy paste. Yeah. Um, it's always just a starting point, just an idea generator and just like get the wheels moving. Yeah. You know, no, I, I like that. The wheels and it moving. can get through some tedious, like it gets through those first tedious kind of, maybe moments where you're trying to just get something started, just get something down on paper because it's easier to look at something that's already there and edit it and change it and add to it than it is to just like create it all from scratch. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just really lazy, but um, I can't help but think that's the way that the world is going to go. Yeah. And I I like Derek's use case. It's like interactive learning, right? I feel so many people are going to use it as a crutch. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't stand. I honestly have not even put chat, what is it, GTP <laughs> in my browser and ever used it once. I okay, just okay. well, and not, but look at this. Look at it this way: when the internet came out, that's what everyone said it was going to be as well—a crutch. That's what yeah. Google. Everyone thought that Google was going to be a crutch. You know, at the what point does it stop be being a crutch and it starts being robotic legs? You know, like, oh, I've I've got a different take. I think that it's a self-solving problem of. If people want to use it as a crutch, then yeah, they'll get by for, I don't know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months, a couple of years. But long term, that's going to really bite them in the butt. But those of us that understand it's a tool and use it as such and understand, like, there are jobs coming out right now for prompt engineering. Not like engineering, prompt and en- how to write the prompt you throw into ChatGPT. <laughs> that's ridiculous jobs yeah, yeah. I, i'm telling you um, it's becoming a real thing because there's people who get so good at using ai mm-hmm. that they can get the best results from it every time and those people are going to become that that's going to become more valuable as time goes on as ai becomes better and better because yeah. there's no going back you can't put it back in the box now mm-hmm. we've we have it now it's just like the internet when the internet first came out. You can't put it back now. You can only go forward. You cannot go backwards. So mm-hmm. now that it exists, now that it's getting so good, you have to use it or or lose it. Like there's going to be a time, in my opinion, where companies are going to start to 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 see their competition uh, making a lot more money than they are because they're eliminating entire positions and replacing them with AI. Yeah. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Well, I'll I'll take it a step farther. You guys have all played Halo, right? Yeah. You oh know, yeah. You know Cortana. Oh, yeah. oh, we know Cortana. I I think that's kind of where we're headed. Not like a half naked hologram. <laughs> well, but if, uh, if dudes make it, uh, then true, true. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm trying to say what is, happens every imagine time. having like a 
one AirPod in, and it's just a a personal assistant AI that helps you be better. Yeah. Like Cortana didn't just do everything for Master Chief. Like she told him how things worked when he didn't know how it, or or they they had conversations and gained one, uh, gained from each other. I think that it's very optimistic. I'll just say that. But that's where I want it to go. That's that's where me, because I, I know that companies are planning on having the large language models, the LLMs, on your phone that will run without a signal on your phone. That's so how, what does that mean? What does that uh, Just imply? imagine ChatGPT is on your phone, but you don't have to be connected to internet. It can be your personal assistant unlocked. That lives in whatever, my phone. Lives in your phone. And so... It's like Siri, but doesn't suck but if siri remembered what you said yeah. last week mm-hmm. that seems dangerous because <laughs> I, as no, i no, say no, that i'm it, like it, it, what if she uses something against me that i said two it, weeks ago but it's a private thing like Every, everything's private nobody looks at any of our data derek <laughs> no, no no this isn't like a facebook your your privacy is our in our prerogative whatever well, isn't it though because uh, if it's stored somewhere on your phone someone can get it right it's as it's everything like, is data uh, all that is data no it is data but it's like apple has access to it at least they do and they don't because imagine you had an app like you can play certain games without internet connection right yeah so it would just be like a game that you can run it doesn't have to be connected to the internet it doesn't have to be connected to anything it may have updates it has to get, but there's no communication of like, hey, we're, he did this or he's committing these murders and asking me for help and stuff like that. That's what they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because that's what Google does. I mean, if you Google how to, well, the best way to bury a body. Let's do that. Us, the three of us. Let's let's build a, an LLM and we'll make it private so that no one can get into it. And that but it's secretly, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell, we'll sell, sell it to the CIA. <laughs> but can you imagine how valuable that would be to some company to say, here's all this guy's personalized thoughts from the last three years? No, that, that would like, be Like, this is valuable. the way he thinks. These are the type of things that he likes. These are the type of things that he wants. It gives you an even more With, better profile to advertise to and to no. convince of this, that, or the other. That's... And there are some people, they like having their products catered to them. I, I don't particularly love it, but that's my preference. And I think you'll be able to... I don't think with how many times we've been betrayed data-wise, I don't think that that's going to continue forever. I think we're going to get smarter and we're going to be like, okay, this is... I'm, I'm over this. Let's do something better. I love how naive you are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's, hap- oh, it's happening, Derek. Josh. Go watch. So, like, go watch oh, smarter Derek. every day. Go watch all right, smarter. All right, but turning the conversation back. So, yes. best case scenario, you have this great, great bot that's just going to help you do do things or suggest things to do throughout life. Or we become Wally. We're all a bunch of fat, lazy people with all these super awesome robots that does everything for us. And then, yeah. what's the point of anything anymore? Well, well. So, for me, Ultra Learning does talk about this too. Is it's about finding meaning in the things that you want to learn about. Mm-hmm. So I never had the opportunity to take a Russian or sign language class. I, they offer them, but I never had that opportunity during college. And I find meaning in learning those things, but then also using them to connect with people. That's that's one of the things I, I find a lot of joy in and I find a lot of meaning in. And so 
I think that we're st- we're starting to figure that out is a lot of people they're like, Oh, don't go to work just to find a job, go to work to find your passion or find something that you're excited about. Mm. We're starting to key into this idea of what brings us meaning because there's this huge depression epidemic. That's it's, it's in America, but it's worldwide there. We're, we're having trouble understanding what's our place in all of this. And, it's it's because we don't know how to find what's important to us and chase that. Well, I have I have a lot of opinions about that well, okay, because well, okay, we'll we'll deviate. Let's, I don't think let's it's because people town. people aren't feeling fulfilled by their jobs. I don't think that's at the center of why people are so depressed and anxious and and suicidal a lot of the times. I think it's for other reasons. Oh, they don't know. Who. Yeah, it's a multifaceted problem. Sorry, because. <clears throat> I say my philosophy is more like bring your passion to what you do. Like find a job, find a career and bring your passion to it. You don't have to sit around and like, oh, is this really, you know, the best thing that I could be doing? And plus the way that I see it, work is always work to me. I mean, I like what I do, but it's still work. Like, would you rather be working or not working? 95% of people are going to say not working. I'd rather be doing something else. So you'd rather be doing something fun, something, you know, that that's not stressful. Right. I feel like bring, bring your passion as much as you can to work, but understand that it's work. Like you, you're in work to make money. My goal is honestly, honestly, at the end of the day to retire as soon as I can. Yeah. To, and, but, Wait, to wait, manage wait. my business in a way that's not... What are you going like, to do after retirement, though? Like, let's say you can retire in 10 years. What are you going to do? You're, what, 35, 36, 37, 38? I'd be 37. 37? In 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is making a real impact for me. So helping... That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it, it would be. So but... The, you need the resources to do that first. Why aren't you creating an impact now? It's work is work, right? Well, I'm just picking apart making your dream a big right impact now. I'm sorry. <laughs> requires a lot of capital, hmm. and I don't know. You, that's the you've thing. Got is like, kids. You, I'd rather get to the point where, let's say, I have three houses that I rent mm-hmm. that are giving me X amount of income per month. That's covering my living expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I have people who manage that. I have a property manager or whatever. I pay them yeah. whatever I need to pay them to have that be self-sustaining. It could be three properties. It could be more. But the point is, it could be a YouTube channel or whatever yeah. that's getting X amount of views per month, paying me X amount of dollars. The point is to get to a point where what you have set up is paying your living expenses. And if you've ever read that book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, oh, the best Robert Kiyosaki, wealth he defines wealth as once your expenses are taken care of by like just on a rotating month by month basis, mm-hmm. your living expenses are pretty much taken care of. Yeah. You're really wealthy at that point because yeah, everything you make on top of that is just like just gravy gravy. And I, uh, I like the way that he says it, it of if you lost your job right now, how long would you survive? Yeah. And if you were wealthy, it would be indefinitely. 
and right. that's kind of how I think about it. But I, so my just to summarize really quick is to get to a point where I'm at that point. What I have set up already is taking yeah. care of my expenses and a little bit extra, probably just for whatever. And then mm-hmm. what I want to do after that, then the passions can you can do whatever the heck you want at that point. I think I would like to start, you know, obviously there's the cliche things like I want to travel the world with, you know, with my wife and see a lot of different things. I want to learn more languages. I want to, you know, experience a lot of different things. Not Russian. (laughs) Last on the list. (laughs) Commies. (laughs) Um, But then I also think, you know, maybe there's a nonprofit that you might want to set up and start looking at. You know, different societal problems like homelessness. You know, that's something that I've thought yeah. about a lot. So interesting. I don't know. I, I'm go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I listened to a Colin and Samir podcast recently. The best podcast. Yeah, super good. It's their second channel. They they quoted Alex Ramosi, and he's like, in his twenties, all Alex Ramosi wanted was to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And then when he was in his thirties, all he wanted to be was in his twenties again, right? So you never get back <laughs> time. Um, and so I I think it's super important. And especially in American culture, we almost live to work, unfortunately, in, oh, a, yeah. in a lot of cases. Um, and while I, I, I like my job and I like to work hard and put put in the hours, I also have to recognize I've there's so much outside of life than that. Mm-hmm. And so even if it is a good passion or if it is just work, you do you do have to distinguish the two. Like he said, work's work. And I, I, I've learned to recognize that a lot. And I, and I also don't want to push anything out in my life just because i am working yeah and what colin and samir said on that podcast themselves are like all i ever want to do is backpack europe in my 20s mm-hmm. and so they were waiting and saving and working their whole 20s so they could afford to backpack europe and they never did right because mm-hmm. you, you just get in this grind this loop right and so <clears throat> i want to try and actively pursue that in my life is to con- con- continue to live life while while living life not just push things off until no so what Hayden's describing is delayed gratification. And there there's a huge amount of value, especially in today's society where I can order something and it comes in from Amazon tomorrow. That like even there's, today a lot of cases, or, yeah, there's, there's two hour delivery. Yeah, there's now. two hour delivery. I forgot about that. Or yeah, two four, whatever that is. Or same day delivery, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that that people don't have any patience to wait or to have uh they can't have a goal that they work on for any amount of time because they're like, Oh, I, I, I gotta have it now. So I, I respect the, the, the timeline, but I'm also for me personally, I'm leaning more towards, I want to balance it. Yes. I've got these long-term goals of retiring early and things like that, but I'm also not going to completely sacrifice happiness. And, uh, not that you are, Hayden. not not that you are <laughs> i know you like your job i just don't I, want to be miserable like you i mean i, I just I, uh, look at you and i just go please no I, i'm not willing to just completely put off the things that are going to make me happy in the future for the future but no there, not there needs to be a balance not completely and I, I don't think those things fight against each other I, no I, no no yeah, yeah. And so I think you can do both in tandem and you oh, can yeah. set big goals and work super hard and eventually mm-hmm. get that delayed gratification through whatever it is, whether it's passion or work or uh, side hustle, whatever you want to define it as. I, I just don't want to like the classic example is um, those lawyers that they just they bust their butts for 25 years and then they make partner yep. and they're like, oh, I don't like being a lawyer. I'm going to go. <laughs> 
be a welder or <laughs> a, a, a carpenter or like something that's completely out of left left field and they're just like oh uh, yeah i'd actually really enjoy this i think that why not be a a decent lawyer but then you can do your side thing of carpentry that's me yeah, yeah. okay and so I, I guess we're all kind of in that same boat then of, like i'm building it slowly on the side yes i'm yeah. not killing myself like i have i have a guy that i worked for um had his own pest control company i was his pest control guy mm-hmm. right and what he would always tell me is like, you know, this is the time you need to put in the work and, and sure. uh, you know, you bust your butt for five years. If you can just bust your butt for five years and get get your own business started and, and this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day and like years later now, I don't agree with him. I, I really don't because he's sacrificed a lot mm-hmm. in those five years and um, still hasn't hasn't made, made it big like he wanted to gains and i'll tell you right now there's people who have that dream and they have that dream for 30 years mm-hmm. and they never get to the level that they want to get to yeah so that's why my philosophy is i want to get to the highest paid salary that i can with the skills that i have mm-hmm. <laughs> and try and get as many skills as i can to get a high salary and use that money to create my side project that's gonna end up one day being the sustainer you know and then at some point flip-flop you know maybe i'll work only part-time and now there's a youtube channel now there's um rental houses you know Mm -hmm. whatever it might be you'll you'll be a little bit excluded from this josh i apologize but uh someone a couple of months ago they told me about how they've got little kids and they were talking about how right now my kids, the only thing they want to do is be around mom and dad. Yeah. At 24 7, all the time. That's the only thing they want. In 10 years, when I think that I've got all my stuff together and figured out, they don't, they don't want that. And they the other crazy thing, I, I read some statistic. It's you spend 90 or 95% of the time with your kids from the ages of zero to 18, essentially yep. when they leave the house and then, yep. you know, sparingly through the rest of life. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate, but that, you, like the summers that I have right now with with James, like I I tell Beth and and my family this all the time. Like COVID was was horrible and lockdown was hard, but I will never be able to spend that much time with James, like with any of my children, more than I was able to spend with James. James was born um, the November before mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. lockdown, so that entire lockdown, like he was just this fun baby that was crawling around our apartment, and I was able to work from home and just play with him. Like all the time throughout the day, still get work done, and mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. And I like Beth is now staying at home, and I'm at work all day. And I'm like, crap! I'm he he stood up for the first time like a couple like last week, and I was like, Ugh. I remember that with James, and I'm I don't get to see that, and so it, that's kind of I'm someone brought this up, and they were like, dude, I'm not trying like. I'm I'm doing my work and I'm like being a good worker, but I'm not trying to go above and beyond right now because right now my priority is being with my kids. Mm. And I thought that was that was really impactful for me to hear because now I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I I have way more gas in the tank. Like I have way more capacity to just crush it at work. But and I, I'm I'm gonna go home on time or a little bit early just so that I yeah. can be with kids and go to the store. 
just do little things with them just because that I'm not going to be around a three-year-old James all the time or yeah. forever. So, yeah, absolutely. Like I get home, all my son wants to do is play, play, play mm-hmm. with me from the second I get home, you know, but I think that we have to be really smart about how we manage our time. Yeah. Like yep. what I've realized too, is that it's not that there's not enough time. It's just that I suck at managing it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so easy to just, like zone out and watch TV for three hours. Yep. And right now what I'm trying to do is be like, all right, every day I'm going to take 30 to 45 minutes and put it towards like future goals. Yeah. So right now I'm studying for a a PMP certification. It's a project management professional certification. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's going to allow me to get to the next bracket Mm -hmm. as far as like, I mean, literally, like pay wise, yeah, yep. is what I'm trying to unlock. So, um, because when I was looking for a job a year and a half ago, um, and it was the type of job that I wanted, everywhere I would see, you know, you look at the qualifications, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere I'd see PMP certification, PMP yeah. certification, people wanted it. And so I was like, all right, when I graduate, I'm going for that certification. So I'm starting now, I'm trying to get it at the end of the year. But I just started, la- I just cracked open. I have a textbook for it <laughs> that somebody, okay. <laughs> When's the deadline? So for the crazy. Test? Somebody left a textbook, how to pass the PMP exam at my work with a sticky note that said free on it. And Dude. it's, it's, it's like the freaking, uh, half blood prints. Like they already have it. Tabby. <laughs> they have it with like tabs and stuff. Oh man. I love that. And it's like already so kind much. of like marked out. And so I cracked it open last night. And just randomly, I'm like, all right, randomly, chapter five, I'll just start. Yeah, yeah. I'll start studying chapter five. And I got into it, and I was like, I want to keep going. But it was getting late. I was like, I should go to bed. So I went to bed. But I put in like a solid 30 minutes. Sure. And it went by like that. Whereas when you th- when I would think back about like school and studying, man, like 30 minutes is like, that's an eternity to just sit down mm-hmm. and just. Dude, that, that's, the, that's the thing about ultra learning is like when you start learning about it and start like discovering the things that you want to learn about and the way that you learn and be excited about it. Like it, it just like I spent, I don't know if I want to say how many hours I spent, but I spent a large amount of time building this, this number guessing game. And it's, it's freaking hard. Like I'm, I'm sitting at my desk like frustrated because I, (laughs) I cannot make this thing work. But then as soon as the, my, my coworker that's kind of helping me, he comes over and he talks to me for like 10 minutes and we, you know, kind of mess around, like do a little bit of, uh, coding mix around the variables, whatever. And then it works like, boom, like I am so excited. I'm like, and that feeling it, it's not just with coding. Like I, I had that with our capstone when things started to come together it it's such a great feeling and ultra learning i feel like is something that is teaching me how to get to that feeling more and that's definitely that delayed gratification for sure yes yeah well now you have the freedom to pursue what is going to give you that feeling every Mm -hmm. time right so Mm -hmm. i think for me it's like it has to be it has to have like to be well not to say that it has to be motivated by money but for me personally like i'm investing in the future 
and I'm learning something that I enjoy learning. So it's like, yeah, that's a double, yeah, you know, double dipping right there. Yeah, I think I think for me, one of the other aspects, in addition to what you said, is uh, scalability, because it can't always be a one to one. My one unit of effort equals one unit of whatever on the other side of this equation of YouTube channel or oh, it's or, exponential or job or or whatever. Like for me, coding and and understanding mechanical engineering better. To me, that's more of a the more skills I'll be able to put in one unit of effort and it grows. Yeah, huge. exponential, right? Yeah. So right now, and that's with learning anything. It's like at first you suck for a long time, and then all of a sudden you're like oh shoot i get this yeah you know something you have that point that inflection point where you start to get it yeah and it starts to really click in and you're like okay i get this now and then the growth is exponential Mm -hmm. so you just gotta keep your head down and and enjoy it along the way right and i think that's a lot of things ultra learning did for me i should have read this book years ago because it would have changed the way i did school it would have been a lot less of a grind for me um and so it it doesn't have, like you said, find, there's ways to find fun even if you're learning something not fun. Yeah, but, uh, and to circle it all the way back to, to, the, to the school itself and how we learn what we learn. Yeah. That, that's the biggest problem, right, is, is so many people go through school, whether it's up to high school is their highest degree or they, they continue on. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many classes people feel are so useless and you can argue, you can argue on that, but then also people aren't interested. Um, and, and I think that's your biggest division. Well, and it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Cause there's, there's no interest in it, but be also, it's not presented in any way, shape or form that makes it like want to learn. Yeah. I mean, not typically, right. That depends on your teachers, but also like, what what's the point of an education up to the end of high school? To make you a good factory worker for the <laughs> the economy. What's it supposed <laughs> like? What what, what what would what would what would you want out of it? Honestly, if if it were up to me, I'd want it to be structured in a way that would make me a baseline educated, well, like. Just like a good functioning citizen of my community. Yeah, at that point, you should be able to enter society and have the basic skills and knowledge that you need to survive and... and To thrive, hopefully. Ideally, you would leave high school with those basic skills and you would leave knowing how to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that's a basic one. Uh, basic skills to live in society. I don't think thrive. I think that'll come with time. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, definitely the basic skills and how to learn, I think, is a great one. But also expose you to different mm-hmm. things so you, you get the chance to start to f- find out what you like and you don't like. Yeah. Because so many people just have no idea, but they also haven't tried. They've I agree. Sit, sit in history class and that, that's all they've ever done. Like I yep. was talking to two of my coworkers today and they graduated high school probably the early half of the 2000s um and i was talking to them and I, I was running a planner at work today i was like man this is awesome like i've never done this i was just having fun <laughs> and they're like what do you mean you've never done this you didn't have wood shop and i was like no they're like we had wood shop we had yeah. um fab fab class they, they had like a mechanic class they had all these mm-hmm. different things i was like that's awesome man like i once i had an engineering class where i built the marble sorter 
Like, like I, <laughs> and you know, like I actually really like to work with my hands. Like yeah, I, yeah. I never would have known that. And like growing up uh, with a single mom, mm-hmm. never had tools in the house. Um, and whether it's like home ec, like you get the chance to cook and, and do things like that or yeah. get to work with your hands, like you just don't get exposed to any of that. Plus, oh, you're not ready for society anyways, right? Like my little brother's graduated. And if he had, to, if my mom kicked him out of the house right now, I think he'd pee his pants. Like he would have no <laughs> idea what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I don't know. I'm like almost nostalgic for a time when, when as a youth, you would like be an apprentice to someone, mm-hmm. which is yeah. an era that I never lived and never will live, have never even experienced that. But I, I just think like that is such an amazing idea. Like, why don't you put a kid through high school? Oh, they're, they're starting to do that now. And like you have an apprenticeship on the side where you work in a mechanic shop mm-hmm. and like no, they, you learn how to work on cars. They're, they're starting you know? to bring back this idea um, where these big companies will find college or uh, high school graduates and they'll say, hey, uh, we like what you did in high school. We'll sponsor your college education. You just come work to work for us after. And like these are not bad companies. Like they're they're good companies and like the, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, and Josh, I, I definitely agree. I I didn't ever really mind taking the quote unquote dumb classes the humanities, the writing, the yeah. reading. But not not even that, right? Even in high school, like your final class is pre-calc or whatever. Like mm-hmm. honestly, as much as I like math, and I, I, I would argue <laughs> anybody should take up the calc three, um, people don't need more than algebra one. Like Algebra two even. like, well, But maybe. not even. Like that's just logarithmic equations. And sure, I mean, you see some of it in the business world when you hope to hit exponential growth or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, most people on a day-to-day don't don't use any of that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you can draw that to whatever classes you want, but it's also a challenge of how do you fill the classes with meaningful, mean, meaningful content and. Well, but the the other problem becomes, you you don't have schools that have the funding to get those good teachers that make it cool, and that that's. It, uh, I, I would argue funding. Like money doesn't solve school problems. Yeah, you're you're right. Directly, it's just, there's it can not help, but... there's not enough good teachers to accomplish the the role of making learning a experience that's good for the people in the class. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of schools that have really really struggled in in um, tough districts, and they've received a lot of funding, mm-hmm. but. Money doesn't just make problems disappear. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural sh- thing. A change in the culture at the school, which will yeah. take time and training and years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just instantaneously, yeah. you know, go away. Obviously, it will help. Obviously, money does help. But well, but then I, I'm still stuck, kind of on the. It's a student. It's a. It's both on the student and the teacher. The students should want to be there, but then the teacher should make it available, make it to a point to where they would want to be there. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. Not every engineer is passionate about engineering. Like, I've got coworkers, when they go home, they do not think about engineering, they don't talk about it, they don't like, look into it. 100%, work, work is work. Same thing with teachers. Like, some of them, it's just a job. They and, don't mm-hmm. And that's in every prese- or profession, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you'll never completely eliminate that, but regardless of the teacher hopefully and regardless of the student if you can get the majority through school with what we would consider 
one baseline life skills. Baseline life skills, but then two exposed interests, and and however far you want to extend both of those, Mm -hmm. um, because there is some role your parenting has to play. Like, yes, I wish that there was more like. Uh, I don't know how to describe this, but like some utopian world education system, I guess. But where at a certain point you can like choose what track you want, even in high school. Like, oh, I want more of yeah. like an engineering track. Well, they, so you'll get classes that are more geared towards. And I know you can choose, but well, they, a lot of times you're limited to like, oh, for me, it's like uh, I can only take this class at this time. And these are the core classes that I have to take. So yeah. that only leaves me with this option or this option. And neither one's really one that I care that much um, about. I don't know. If you if you remember in Sweden, they stop like their high school ends at sixteen. After sixteen, like you can continue like high school classes and like more education, or you can go into trade school. And mm-hmm. they're like really helping people make that equal opportunity of not everyone has to go to college. Because we've been pushing college for so long that no one thinks a trade school is an option anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I, I definitely agree of like less of this like pre-calculus is the last class you have to take. And I I like math. I'm not super mm. great at it, but... Um, yeah, it would, it would just be so awesome to expose because we had like a Westmec at our high school. They, they called it Westmec was like where they had different almost um, trades. You could go, go and okay. kind of learn. Um, but they didn't really advertise it. But I mean, there was like cosmetology. I know there was some me- mechanic work and there was a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but like you had to drive super far. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't advertise it well, but even if you end up hating working on cars, maybe you, you like working with your hands mm-hmm. or maybe, you, you know, something along those lines, people just try different things or they, I, I just think there's so much of the world that you let an 18 year old out into and you're supposed to be like, they they think right. I have to have my life figured out. I have to know what I want to yeah. do. There's, There's so much pressure. pressure, and it's like, no man, like you don't like. That's kind of how my sister like. For as long as I've I've known, I couldn't be an NFL player because I was short and skinny. <laughs> um, I want to be an engineer. So I've known since like the sixth grade. Like I want to be an engineer. Yeah. And my yeah. sister, who's graduating in May, she for the longest time. I mean, she still doesn't even know, right? I mean, she's graduating with nursing. Um, and she, and she kind of likes it. She's going through different areas of nursing and that's something I commend nursing school on is when they yeah. go through clinicals, they go through so many different rotations. areas of the hospitals, which yep. is awesome. But she started, I was like a, a business major. She switched, she switched again. She's like, ah, and, you know, I, I don't know. And she just kind of landed on nursing and she's, I mean, she's sticking it out with this one, Sure. but she was just, I and mean, you never exposed anything growing up. And, and yeah, I, I, I think one is just, we're not setting up for failure, but we're definitely not setting up for success. Um, and that's that's the biggest bummer, that's, in my opinion. That's a good way to say it. It's not that we're, like, trying to harm them, but we're also not trying to give them the tools to to succeed. Well, um, and I would say, too, just from personal experience, I chose mechanical engineering because uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so mm-hmm. there's a buddy of mine... Um, that did it and was successful. And so I just said, let's go for it. You know, I had never thought growing up, like, like you, Josh, like, Oh, I want to be an engineer when I grow Mm up. I didn't even know what engineers did really. Um, and then I just chose mechanical engineering because like a few logical points, like, Oh, I know that it's like, 
can gives me a lot of gives me a lot of options. Like mechanical engineers are kind of needed in like a whole everything. ton of fields. Everything. Um, everything. People respect the degree. Like they know that yeah. it's a good degree to have. It looks good on a resume. So just kind of like those logical reasons. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like as I went along, like I did like it a lot more. You know what yeah. I mean? So just so that I can throw my reason in there for mechanical engineering. Um, ever since I could remember, I've always wanted to just build cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma told me once that I was a little kid in the backyard, like maybe six, seven years old, and I had like rope and nails and like pieces of wood from my grandpa's shed and was like trying to, she saw me just like trying to do stuff with it. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm building a contraption. and so my entire life i knew that i wanted to build stuff and i knew that i eventually figured out the engineers are the people who build stuff and Mm, that's um, cool i i settled on mechanical because all throughout my life i would always try something and i i'd get to a point to where i was like gonna hit that barrier for being decent at it like uh rock climbing uh whitewater rafting like a lot of things in the boy scouts kind of helped me with this but i i just be i started to gather all of these different skills of like man i i can do any one of these things with proficiency and not look like an absolute noob and i just started it it accidentally became part of my identity just to have a jack of all trades and that's why i like the name mechanical polymath because i i like being able to have a, a broad set of skills they don't go very deep but i like having i like being a generalist in in just about anything and so mechanical it touches on everything you've mm-hmm. got thermodynamics you've got structures you've got um fluid dynamics you've got robotics uh, robotics you can like you can go into finance like uh, goldman sachs hires mechanical engineers for finance and evaluating uh, patents and stuff like that so i i liked that mechanical you can do anything and i liked the skill uh, appropriation that's, you know, that, that's super cool too. And I guess I, I knew I always wanted to be a mechanical engineer because I knew my dad was a mechanical engineer and you oh, know, I just, know that. yeah, he, he worked on the coolest things. You know, I always thought he worked on the coolest machines and yeah, I, yeah. not that I even understood what they were, but I was like, that's uh. so awesome. <laughs> um, and he always came home smelling like, uh, like metal. And I, oh yeah. Can't I, beat that smell. Yeah. I always just thought that was the coolest thing. And then just as I went through life, right, I was super interested in how things work. I, I like building little things. Like I built all the furniture in all my family's houses ever, right? And built forts in the backyards. Ooh, nice. And, um, and just my skills throughout school always validated that. Like everyone's always like, you need to be good at math being an engineer. And I was like, well, I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like barely have to try to be good at math. So, uh... um, and, and so, yeah, that's kind of the path I went down. But yeah, I would always just looked up to my dad. That's cool. For sure. Yeah, my dad's a civil engineer. Mm. So... I knew I didn't want to do civil engineering, <laughs> but and yeah, um, I guess I settled on mechanical mechanical specifically because it it makes the most sense. Like when I think of electrical engineering, I'm like, I'm still like, what the hell is electricity? <laughs> like that that that's wild. And I mean, there's so many different kinds of engineers. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it made the most sense to me. Is what I was most interested in. And like you guys said, you could go into anything and everything and so like you're you're so broad and you can mm-hmm. pursue different interests or how, however your career goes but yeah and kind of a, a good segue here i'm 
one of the skills I wanted to get good at was content creation and like building mm-hmm. a YouTube channel and doing this, you know, this kind of stuff that we're doing right now. Um, and so I'm kind of combining a lot of different loves here of like skill building. Uh, I get to investigate like all these cool technologies and engineering histories and things like that on this channel. Um, and that for me, it's like I get to continue my education in just a little way beyond, you know, obviously the ultra learning stuff. Um, and that's why I like doing it and I want to continue doing it and growing it hopefully. Um, and sorry, I, I didn't ask Josh, did you have any other thoughts on like ultra learning or school? I mean, de- definitely have a lot, a lot of thoughts on school, but maybe for another time. But I, I think the struct to be able to structure your own learning mm-hmm. um, in, in ways where you're recognizing how you learn, applying that when you focus. I, I, I think those steps are super useful yeah. in starting to learn something that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, probably things you don't want to learn, like you said, if you read that book a long time ago. But because it's so easy to be like, yeah, I want to learn this, and to to all our all of us, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to extend it to you guys, but time management, right? You're yeah, I'll go read 30 minutes tonight. And then three hours later on, on the TV, like you said, and you're like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. So be able to understand how you work and, and fit that in. Yeah. And no, that, that, that's super cool. And you should drop that book name again and, and, and give it to me. Uh, I actually got the audio book and okay, I okay. absolutely blew through it at work. So you'll, you'll probably like it. Um, Ultra learning by Scott H young noted but uh yeah what is what's the what's knowledge drop to you guys like what what are we're talking about you know the three of us are starting to do this um we we want to start doing this more regularly maybe start releasing every week and be more uh punctual with our our episodes i i recognize we haven't always done that but then uh getting some feedback from the audience like starting to try to grow this thing and for Hayden and I, it's been very kind of as as we could throughout school, right? Like we started this and we... I can't believe it was in three years. I know. It's been a while. Really? Three years? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I'm I a mean, little baby here. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, there were like... There were some there gaps. There was like a year where we didn't do like mm-hmm. anything. And then I started recording with a bunch of our group members. And so it was just... We're we were just trying to keep it alive while we were in school because we both recognized that we wanted to get into the content creation uh, game and this was a pretty like low barrier to entry way to do For it sure. um and so like yeah i i i like what we're doing and i just wanted to see what you guys thought about what you guys think about knowledge drop and yeah i only want to grow it from here i mean knowledge drop i think I think we started out thinking this will be an engineering podcast. I personally think we could be like more like a hub for all kinds of learning. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be tied down to one specific subject. Yeah. Um, like we've mm-hmm. we've already had so many different episodes um, that have been so cool, you know? Yeah. It's, it's knowledge drop, not engineering drop. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I want it to be a place where, Every episode, you could learn something you didn't know, mm-hmm. and and have it be like you know semi mind blowing. Yeah, and be like, I didn't know that's how the world worked, mm-hmm. because I craved that so much. I still crave that. Like, I want to have that experience of being like, yeah, oh shoot, 
the most basic things that you take for granted in life, you don't even know how they work. And so mm-hmm. I want this to be a place where you can, you can, you know, learn about those things unexpectedly. Yeah. Right. And I, I think it, it has focused a lot on science and technology engineering, just cause that's what we are passionate about. But eventually like we might have like a uh, Sarah, she, she does the, the Mongolian um, episodes that we did project Koyash. Uh, that isn't necessarily like it's got engineering elements, but or shout out the uh, golf episode or the golf go, episode. Go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, so there there are a lot of episodes that it's not necessarily about engineering. It's just that's kind of what we're all about. And as we bring more people on to like guest show on the here, like we can learn about the things that they're passionate about and under and gain knowledge from them as they knowledge drop it. Yeah, yeah. It's like like I said, things you take for granted. Like yeah. how do you lose weight? And when you told me that you breathe out, yeah, by breathing dude. out, you lose weight. Like, that's how you lose weight over time. Where does all that weight go? You breathe it out, mm-hmm. literally. Um, like, little things like that just stick in my mind. And I'll always remember that, like, whenever someone asks, I could always bring that up as just, like, a, a random fun fact, like, to yeah. blow someone's mind. Because you don't think about that type of thing, you know? Well, it, a lot of people are like, oh, you just, you work out and you burn the energy off. Yeah. And then but that's not how, but since we have works. a basic understanding of like, all right, there's like laws in the universe, conservation mm-hmm. of mass. We know that that mass had to go somewhere. Where did it go? Yeah. That just can't right? evaporate right from, <laughs> from our inner yeah. cells. Exactly. So no, that's good. I, I hope that we have that effect on, on other people of like, oh man, that, that was pretty cool. The golf episode, like the the way that it started and how far we've come in that short of time is just yeah so what about you josh yeah and i mean first two two selfish reasons one was to stay in touch with Derek because you know it's <laughs> as you go through life and uh you you go through phases right you you lose out on some people so yep. um Derek and i don't necessarily share any workplace or, or school anymore so it was a good good way to stay in touch with him and, and gain gain a new friend in Hayden. Um, and two, I was kind of wanted to start a podcast one, just because I thought it'd be fun, but two also, so I could work on how I speak because often I get, um, Interesting. yeah, I, I, I am thinking faster in my head than I can speak. So then I start to stutter uh, okay. and it frustrates me and I hate that I stutter. Yeah, I, I do that as well. <laughs> but yeah, um, as, as you guys hear, I, I stutter quite often when, when I'm trying to talk, but we, we get through it. And then lastly, kind of, kind of as we hit on this point, now that we're getting through school, me, me not yet, um, <laughs> I get I get this chance to just p- pursue little things, um, find these mind-blowing things out. Like I was playing golf, so I was like, uh, golf's in my head, so why, why don't I look up the golf history? And then I found all this weird technology. I was like, I didn't know there was so much that went behind golf balls. Or it's yeah. like the, these little things that I wouldn't otherwise probably not pursue. And just get to learn a little bit uh, more tidbits about and understand how the world works. And I, I think that's so cool. And like you said, if somebody or if any of us for that matter can walk away from a podcast that learned something cool, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like the why and the how questions. Mm-hmm. Like you look at any everyday object. Well, why does it have that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just yesterday, I was putting a trash bag on the trash can at my cubicle at work. And I was like, wait, this has little hook thingies on it. Like the trash can has these plastic things that are built into the side. On the outside of the mm-hmm. trash? Okay. They're not they're not hooks, but they're like just 
they protrude out on both sides. And I'm like, oh, duh, this is for me to like you break the plastic over it. So it holds the trash oh, bag in place. So when you put, okay, okay. So it's like, duh. But why didn't I realize <laughs> that before? Like my whole life, you know. That's funny. But uh, Josh, you mentioned one of the reasons was to keep in contact with Derek. I couldn't help but remember, like, in my family, we have this ongoing joke because there's uh, that movie Monsters vs. Aliens. Yep. Where Bob is like, I think I deserve a chance with Derek. <laughs> 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 And this yeah. is like a, an ongoing joke in our family. It's like whenever it's like not just you, but like whenever the name Derek comes up, somebody's just like, I think I deserve a chance with Derek. <laughs> you guys, that, that brings a lot of warmth to my heart. I'm glad that you guys. So because your name is said so often, it just happens to come up and I just remember it every time. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Beth is going to love that. I'm going to tell her that later. That's but a, yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. me and me and my wife will be like. Yep, you lost your chance with Derek. We'll <laughs> just like randomly. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of the reasons, man. We got to keep in touch and uh, and like I'm looking forward to meeting new people too. Yeah, you know? no, it, it, it'll be good. Um, we have three microphones now so we can start, you know, doing more group stuff and have more uh, discussions more than just between the two of us. Not that it's a bad thing just to have a discussion for the two of us because... Me personally, I thrive more in groups less than five. Yeah, I mean, it's easier to navigate the conversation, right? Yeah, like I, I have a group of friends that it's like maybe 10, 10 people, 12 people. And it, I always, not that I'm like socially awkward, but like I always have a hard time like trying to figure out when to jump in, like when someone else is done talking that I can jump in. Mm-hmm. And then I don't and I'm like, crap, that was my chance. And then I forget that I'm supposed to be listening to what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. When you're a group that big, you just have to lay it. You have to lay it down. Yes. There's yeah. no moment to jump in because no, there's I'd 10 people. starting to learn that. But yeah, that's something I, something I struggle with. I, I like these, like the, the, our group here is, is pretty good. Um, yep. so yeah, we're, uh, we're starting to, we want to build this thing up. If you guys have suggestions for us, like, Hey, want better sound quality or i want to hear you guys talk about this please reach out to us we we want to hear from you we're going to be on social media we can you can get in contact with us there uh it will be now all of our socials will be in the description of the podcast so now you can find us it'll be like a a link tree you can find all of our social medias um i personally prefer uh twitter now x we haven't talked about that. The everything platform. The everything platform. <laughs> uh, yeah, X or um, Instagram are where we have like more uh, engagement. Um, we're on Facebook. We do have a YouTube channel, and we will start posting um, videos of us, do, like a video podcast, kind of like the Joe Rogan uh, podcast or Colin and Samir. Um, so you guys can go on YouTube and comment there, but we, we want to hear from you guys. We want to grow this thing. We want to to build it and, and make it better. So let us know, please. And uh, yeah, any other thoughts, guys? No. no. Just uh, appreciate you guys listening to us ramble a little bit. I mean, we, we went all over the place, centered around ultra learning, but but definitely yeah. But definitely talked talked about a lot of things today. And it was a little bit just uh, to get us all in the same room and get uh, yeah. Get, a, get a, a podcast all together and let you guys know the direction we want to go. We want to make it bigger and we hope to continue to 
drop knowledge every week, hopefully, yep. and expand this, man. Yes, sir. Excited. Yeah, no, it'll be good. And uh, yeah, that's all we have for today, and we'll catch you on the next one.